I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. Liz, you are voted off the island. (laughs) Hey, Ren. Hey. So, today's fun. Is politics our new reality show? Is it now Survivor? 100%. I think we just, so everybody listening, this literally just, we just like, this came to our heads. And I'm, I'm sure it's not an original thought. But for us, it is. We literally pushed record right after we were like, oh my God, politics are now a reality show. Of course, our former, our just past former president was in fact a reality TV star. It's true. So I feel like it's not that, it's actually not that ridiculous now that we've said that. Well, and also my question is, if this is now Survivor, like, who wants to make it to the end? I don't want to make it to the end. Not me. Have I ever shared my zombie apocalypse views? No. I do not attempt to survive the zombie apocalypse. You want to just get bitten? No. I'm going to go take all my alcohol, which is extensive, it is. go down to my parents' house, drink as much as I can, eat a bullet, and then burn the motherfucker down. So here is my problem with that is I have been expecting to survive with you, <laughs> like protected by you in an apocalyptic situation. So, okay. Well, I appreciate that vote of confidence. I think that I don't have, and see, look, this is why we need female friendships. This is a whole nother thing, but see, you gave me the confidence that I left. <laughs> so I will stay alive for you in a zombie apocalypse. Here is my question though. Can I bring my son? Yes. Can I bring Shane? No. Okay. I'm fine with that. Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) We can bring Kevin though. Okay. Father-in-law's included. Father-in-law's included. Husband, not so much. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I mean, let's think about this. Let's, we could bring him and maybe sacrifice him. (laughs) Shove him in front of the zombie. Yeah, him, he's a big guy. Like he could distract them for a bit. We can (laughs) go. Oh my God, but then he's a zombie. Oh no, I plan on sending him to one where they like eat him. Oh, true. Okay, because I don't (laughs) want to deal with zombie Shane. That doesn't sound great. No, that sounds worse than what we currently have. He and I have already fought this morning, so it's fine. And then he's just like zombie talking about anime and like, explain right i I just neither of our husbands survived this (laughs) not with our help anyway um and neither did liz cheney this week (laughs) so let's talk about some liz we went off on our little side thing and it's because our latest reality show of the week or reality topic right because like everything I don't, so I'm not a reality show watcher, but you know, I see news clips and whatever. And it's always like, oh, this happened this week on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Survivor. You would not believe what's going down with Real Housewives of Atlanta, you guys. So like same thing has happened. This week's shit show is Liz Cheney. Not herself necessarily. um, Just what's going on. So here's what happened. For, For your reference, let's get my list out of the way. Um, oh, and for those of you who are wondering, no, Mitch is not here. Um, <laughs> he is preparing to DJ a wedding 
tonight that apparently he needs all day to prepare for. So <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate he's taking it seriously, but we're still going to make fun of him for it. It's fine. He's a gang <laughs> for the better part of his lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she is the sole representative in the house from Wyoming. So, you know, uh, the house of representatives isn't like two per state. It depends on population. So she is the only representative from the state of Wyoming in the house of representatives. She was first elected in 2016. Um, she's probably best known for being Dick Cheney's daughter. So Dick Cheney was a uh, former vice president under George W. Bush. Um, so she was removed this past week uh, from her position as she was the number three person in leadership for the Republican party in the house. Um, it happened in under 30 minutes and it was a vo- vo- voice vote. So that means that they didn't go by name you know, this person says yes, this person says no. It was just kind of acclamation, like everybody in favor of getting rid of this lady, say aye, kind of deal. They did it like you would do probably in a regular board meeting in your life. Um, Not like the way normally it's done in the House, Congress, all of those things. And I'm sure all of you have been watching more, like we talked about it over the last year. We've all been watching this stuff more because of what's been going on. And so, you know, they say, Hey, Congresswoman, you know, Rin Young from Tennessee, how do you vote? And she then would say, you know, yay or nay. They didn't do that. So just making sure like everybody kind of gets all they just were like, I, nay, it's kind of the, I mean, it's whatever. The only other sissier way out of it is just is writing an anonymous vote and throwing it in. Yeah, it's not exactly the most transparent version of the No, it's definitely not. Um, so why was she removed? So she was removed <laughs> because for what I consider, well, we can say three reasons. Number one, she is very clear that President Trump instigated the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. Number two, she is adamant that uh, the election was not stolen, that that is a lie that's being perpetuated uh, by our former president and other legislators. And three, she just generally isn't bowing down to Trump or as Megan McCain says, Cheeto Jesus. Um, and she's, and she, yeah, she's a woman. Yeah. So, so that's actually like what we're going to be talking about today. Does her being a woman have anything to do with it? Um, and I want to recall, you know, in our last episode on Matt Gates, we were talking about just this general, like young white conservative public official issue we have now where they're just so like full of themselves, but also like how some <laughs> female Republican legislators were surprised to find that they're a little misogynist. And one of them. I don't think they think of misogyny the same way we do, just by the way. Definitely okay. not. Um, but they were surprised to hear their male colleagues talking about how Liz Cheney speaking out against Trump was like seeing your girlfriend in the stands of the opposition's football team at a game. So yes, her being a woman definitely has something to do with it. Nobody would ever say that about a male colleague. Uh, well, they haven't. There's been, <clears throat> there have been a couple male Republicans who have been pretty vehemently against Trump. Yeah. The, the GOP is now 
is, is split as far as I'm concerned. And I, I do see something happening probably somewhere in the future, which we've, we've talked about the necessity before anyway. We can't just have Democrats and Republicans anymore. Of course, we have, you know, libertarians, all that. But there could be a significant shift for another third, a third party that's because there's like Trumplicans and there are Republicans. And, well, you and know, I think we only have two parties in name only. So, right. There's those two on the Republican side. And then I do think that there is there are Democrats and then there are socialist Democrats. Sure. Um, and I don't think socialism is a big, scary word, everybody. Like, let's all calm down. But I think that in reality, <laughs> I think in reality, the parties are splintering on both ends, but just it's, yes, it's happening on the Democrat side. It is, they are like cracking down the middle on the Republican side, not even down the middle, because right. there's way more Trumplicans now than there are actual Republicans. And I do want to be clear when we're talking about this, this is in the whole country, but also I think we want to speak specifically about politicians and legislators, not our neighbors, right? Yeah, we're not talking about, um, we've got, I don't know that, I think it looks like it's split, that there are more Trumplicans. I don't think that's, I think that those are all the people who, they're the Mitch McConnells. He goes wherever it's convenient. Right. He was real pro-Trump, then he was really anti-Trump because of the whole insurrection, and now he's kind of wishy-washy. You know, he's just like, you know, he's going with the tide to, to just make sure he have, has a job. So, and I do, I don't think he's that, I think a lot of them are somewhere like that. The ones who are little, like a little out, less outwardly Trumplican, I think they are riding the tide to see which rises you know, which, which continues their rise. And what's, what's better or worse, somebody who actually believes in Trump or somebody who cares about money and votes more than they care about I, their country. You know? I actually think the, the, the latter, I think that a, a person who actually is like Trump, who believes like Trump is scary and dangerous. I think someone who, who's willing to sell out for a vote or for money. And, and so we talked, you know, we had um, dinner with Commissioner Daisha Lundy, Commissioner Dr. Yeah. Daisha Lundy, who was a guest before. And she talked about that very specifically. When she's been warned, what you do here could cost you your next election. She said, I'm not worried about my next election. I'm worried about doing my job right now. That I was what, elected to do. And what is best for my community. And it, <clears throat> that's integrity. So if I don't agree with her, whatever it is, I, I still can, I can admire and appreciate and respect her, her integrity. And, and her I, intention. Think, I trust her intention. Right? Yeah, that's right. Not, not the ones who are like, Ooh, let me just see which tide is going to bring me higher. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't, I very much, as much as I just hate the whole Trump theory, I still hate like opportunists and people who are willing to sacrifice themselves more. Not that That's I don't you get like the purge and the hunger games, not, <laughs> not the small group of true believers over there, the crazies. It's the people that are willing to just throw it all away for, for right. <laughs> because ultimately I think the Trumplicans and all that are just very much extremists Yeah, and extremists. If we've watched what happens, 
they usually die by Kool-Aid or um, fire or I'm just naming all the cults I can think of and how they've demised, you know, all their demise. I will say even those, even, you know, when I think about those people, I'm thinking about Holly Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump himself. I actually think they're more interested in acclaim and money than they're interested in what they actually believe to. Yes. And they just say whatever the hell comes to their mind, which I, you know, fine, but like, yeah. You forget that when you hold the highest office in the land, like maybe some decorum could be used. I mean, you know, so. Oh, also and- quick note, Democrats aren't perfect either. We're not saying this is the devil and the angel parties. Absolutely not. Absolutely we'll not. That from us from this podcast. Mm. <laughs> no. We're just talking about Republicans today. So. Well, we, we are just because a, a female in leadership was voted essentially out of the, the club right right you know so well, cause what they're saying is you're not like like the the house leader like minority leader i guess you know like was let down by her because she's not willing to support the president she was actually replaced by a woman elise stefanik um who was previously a very moderate republican um but now has bent the knee as it as it were um to trump <laughs> Acting like he's the leader of the country. I don't know if anybody else is feeling this way, but they're talking about him like he is the leader of the country and the leader of the party. He lost the election. I know you're not willing to admit that. He lost the election and he lost you all the House and the Senate. So, (laughs) I mean, correct? Yeah. Well, but it's like, remember how we were worried that they were going to try to reclaim the White House and on whatever, what was it, March 3rd or whatever date yeah. that was. Um, we did watch Americans overtake their own capital. Right. In his name. But they were just a tour group, Katrina. They were just acting like- a Oh tour. no, and they were all Antifa disguised as MAGAs. I, I can't, I well, can't- which, which lie is better in the moment? That they were just acting nice like a tour group or that they were violent Antifa offenders? I'm not even sure which is more stupid. Isn't but isn't that funny that we can tell both of those lies at the same time to cover up the truth and they're just right. opposites. Um also there's video evidence that that's just not true. <laughs> I will say when you're watching them walk through the hall of statues, it does look chill. But it's because they're already in um, <laughs> but when there's video of them in the Capitol, they were chasing cops. There's video of them fighting a cop who's begging for beating his life. Yes, beating up a cop, <laughs> even though they care about law enforcement so much. Um, flipping through material in the office. There must be something in here we can use against them. Beat up on Pelosi's desk. Someone if, pooped in the Capitol on the some, floor. Not, not in a toilet. Um, People poop in the Capitol. People don't poop on the floor in the Capitol. Um, if this had been done, if it, if Antifa had come in and put their feet up on Mitch McConnell's desk, I, I mean, and they think, and, and that, that whole like group of like extremists 
are like, I can't believe you're still going after Trump and trying to impeach him later. Yeah, because now we keep getting all this. He's going to run in 2024. Oh, great. You know what? Fantastic. Good idea. Let's, this is what we were trying to avoid, which I know, I mean, that's why you guys didn't want it, but it's fine. It's fine. We do whatever. But so do you think that it means anything that she was replaced by another woman? Oh yeah. I think they did it on purpose so that people couldn't say it's because she's a woman. Yeah. They're heightened about it. They'll say stuff a lot. And, and so they are aware. Mm-hmm. There are a few still lucid people, at least enough to say, hey, the, the you know, uh, what's the, the, the visual of this? It, it, that's not the right word, optics. but like optics. Thank you. <clears throat> the optics aren't good. If we remove one of the leaders of the GOP, that's a woman, we need to replace her with a woman. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So, um, they have to run for this position. And so an, another man did run for it. She, at least Stefanik ultimately got it, but he ran because he thought she had been too moderate and just switched to look good. I think it's, yes. I do think it's funny. The same people who put another woman in place of Liz Cheney said that we were pandering when Kamala Harris was put in. So I just want <clears throat> to. Whatever. I want to say that because that's, you know, that was a big, I, I mean, people said it to me, like, is that just not, is that not just pandering, putting her in because she's a woman of color? So, you know what? It actually wasn't pandering. What it was, was trying to be inclusive of the, the most important group of people and the biggest decision makers in the country, black women can make or break an election for you. Well, that's right. And they did. And quite frankly, yes, because nobody wanted yet another geriatric old man in there. So guess what? We did the best we could. And at least, you know, we got her in. We got Mamala. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So here's something else that I have been thinking about. <clears throat> and I think, so it is of course, not only women who speak truth to power. We have seen that our, our, Cal Calvin is doing it right now, but I do think it's very specific when women do speak truth to power, they're viewed in a very specific way. Oh, sure. It's, it's interesting. So you can tell me what you think, but I think that when women do this, they're like the squeaky wheel and the whiner, you know what I mean? They're not these like brave leaders. They're not like Martin Luther King, right? They're like, Bitches. (laughs) Bitches. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they're portrayed. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean they actually are. Right. I mean, that's the and, story. Correct. That's the story. And I think it's fear-based. Yes. I think they're afraid of us. They should be afraid of us. Um, we are powerful. We are smart. We've been held back and told we couldn't for so long. I think there's some like old you know, animalistic, like we probably are a little bit witches. Um, and so like, we'll, you know, cast a spell. I think all of those things come into play when these guys are trying to make sure we're in our place. Yeah. And I do, I do think it is, it it is absolutely fear-based because they know, look in the very, we've only been able to vote for a hundred years. 
look what we did a hundred years ago. Yeah. When, when as women, we rallied and decided we were going to get something we wanted. We got it. Yeah. We fought, fought, scraped, did all the things and ultimately won. So, you know, that's not something that happened so long ago. It could never happen again. Well, look how far we've gotten despite being held back at like every opportunity. (laughs) Yes. A a woman of color is the second most powerful person in the United States. I mean, so I'm going to read this thing that I found kind of around this. And I think, so first of all, it was a link from the Hill, which is like a political site. And I was surprised at how like woo woo and kind of esoteric this was, (laughs) like it was, it was like a little much for me. Um, so, but I'm going to read this. Yeah, it's a little, it's interesting. So in fighting against the former president, she stands in a long line of matriarchs who counterbalance the largely male dominated dogma of civilization as it is run today. The patriarchy now dominated by one force, one man in the Republican party stands in counter distinction to the larger worldview Cheney exposes. Barring a full fledged dissertation on feminist politics and spirituality and the mother goddesses that have, (laughs) this is what I mean. Um, that have influenced humanity since the time of the Venus of Wildendorf 25,000 years ago, or the pagan witch and heathen energies that have challenged male superiority over the millennia, we have unraveling in Congress something of a battle for the future of America. In America, women have had the vote and made their presence felt for a few generations now. Some like Cheney want to battle delusion, a psychosis that many in her party still believe in, that the election was stolen. But she holds a mirror to a larger truth that women have known for many thousands of years, that there is something inherently wrong with the way the patriarchy is holding the world captive and for ransom and for power. It isn't nurturing, it isn't fair, and it isn't funny anymore. Whether it is oil magnates, Wall Street bosses, or heads of the NRA who can't shoot straight when they aim a gun at the innocent elephant in the bush, what is at stake now is not just about the truth of an election and possibly the future of democracy in the U.S., but also the future of children, families, minorities, and increasingly the future of all life on earth in a conflagrating time which we can no longer take for granted anymore. It is called speaking truth to power once and for all. And I, in my family, and I'm, I'm speaking of my mom's side of the family, we're a bunch of like, I'll tell you what I think bitches. And <laughs> I do- you, you being by far the most mild. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I need everybody to understand, I mean, I know, Rin, you take a kind of the more like lovely side of things, but we'll absolutely tell somebody where to stick it. Usually really in the nicest, Doobie always says like a Disney princess would do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's about right. But yeah. <laughs> even even with all your opinions, you are literally, you're, you're literally the bot. I mean, I know all of your cousins and aunts and- well, I think my cousins also have a, like, n- maybe not the Disney princess bit, but they also can do it with um, a little more gentleness than my mom and her sisters. Um, sure. They don't, for sure. They give no, no Fs. <laughs> I could rank them though. Could we do that? I think Aubrey, then Cheyenne, then Azure, then you. It's yeah. probably order of aggression. Yeah. I think that's correct. Right. Well, yes. It's but- a pet. It also depends on what we're talking about, honestly, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But Aubrey, Aubrey and Cheyenne are both teachers. And I like, there's a lot of teachers in my family and teachers will tell you what's what. (laughs) I guess. 
I just think like, and it, it depends on the situation. Yes. <laughs> and so I love it. And then of course the women, we, it depends on what it is. And we all, you all met Aunt Karen. Um, no, Aunt Terry. I mean, Aunt Terry. And so, but they're all really wonderful. And I really love all of them. I think it depends on what it is also with the four of them who would do what with, right? But they, yes, but they all like, I think they have, and they instilled in us as women, this like need to address unfairness in the world Mm -hmm. and wrongness in the world. And I think that a lot of times with women, we have that imperative inside of us, right? And it's just a question of whether or not, because we're not socialized to do it. So I wonder if sometimes when we do it, we're like doing the most, you know what I mean? And for those of you who are older, doing the most, I learned from a young, younger person means like going above and beyond. <laughs> like maybe we don't always do it in like a level way. Maybe we, yeah. we're just going for it. And I think it's because like when you're not socialized to just always say what you think all the time, when you finally do it, you really do it. <laughs> you know? Well, Yes. Yeah, I think it's the injustice. I think a lot of us, and I know some, I know several of our listeners feel very strongly against or about injustice and yeah. like what even perceived injustice. Um, we do take it really seriously. It does like offend us, yeah, kind of to not our core. We do it in a messy. Yes, it offends us to our core. And I'm not saying we even do it in a messy way because when we look at these people, when we look at um, the woman who spoke out against Justice Kavanaugh, when we look at Liz Cheney, when we look at Kamala Harris, they all do it in this very level way, right? Because right. they don't yep. have a choice. Because if they don't do it in a level way, no one will take them seriously at all. Right. And I think Liz Cheney, so I think I can't, I won't speak for you. I'll speak for me. Liz Cheney is not someone I would ever vote for. Probably, Well, it depends on who she was running against, I guess. But um <laughs> But like, you know, she's against gay marriage, despite having a sister who is gay. Okay, um, yeah. Like, you know, I don't imagine that her policies and my views line up super well. She's your tradition conservative. So I'm not, yeah. this is not an episode about like, let's rally around Liz Cheney and vote for her. And she's a goddess. Nope. No, it's just that she's a human being speaking truth right now. And I don't think that she would be treated the way she is if she was a dude. No. And if she did, it would, it would just be a very different thing. Now, if she was doing, if she had any sort of issue like Matt Gates has, she'd be out. By oh, now. absolutely. Um, the double standards are mind boggling. Okay. So Mitt Romney is very much against Trump. Right. He's not, he's not swayed at all. He's one of the only Republicans who has every chance he's gotten voted against anything Trump or for, you know, um, impeaching him. He has, and he's not been run out. Now he's not in a position of leadership in the GOP, but we don't hear anything about Mitt Romney. No, or Adam Kinzinger. He's another Republican in the house. It's because they're white they're just middle-aged white guys. Right. Right. And so, but 
I mean, but Liz Cheney is run out of leadership. So here's what I think. So of course, you we know I I watched the view. So I <laughs> was listening to Adam Kinzinger, who was interviewed on there recently, and what he said was interesting. He said basically they have made a terrible decision because if she's now not in Republican leadership, she's even more free to go anywhere and say anything that she wants. And I hope that she does. Yeah. I love it. So this, uh, there's a quote by Dante. It's one of my favorites and it goes back to our like injustice thing. They said the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in times of great moral crisis maintain their neutrality. Right. And so like, that's what we're talking about. You know, standing up for your beliefs is okay when you're a man and when you're a woman, you're basically run out because that's, that's in effect what has happened. I mean, Trump, spouts crazy things, leads in a very unsettling matter, a manner. He has now rallied a whole bunch of guys just like him, basically, to then do the same. But when the voice of reason, the calm, hey, this isn't okay, this isn't what our party's about, She's then, and this is, it's a, it's a, it's really a woman thing. It's again, why Mitt Romney's not taking all these attacks. She's crazy. Right. We always get, there's always something wrong with us. We're always imbalanced in some way. Right. Yeah. And it's, and I do, I really do think it's not just because she's not a Trump fan. I, I, I really do think that the, the hammer fell because of her being a woman. I, I think this is handled differently. If she's a man, let's just say that. And I don't, I, so I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I think symbolically her being a legacy conservative, you know, she's, mm-hmm. you don't get much more legacy conservative than her. No, you're right. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, her father was a pillar sure. of the Republican party. That's right. It symbolically means a lot. It does. It, it does mean because we're that. not this party anymore. Well, that's right. If a, if a Cheney, a Bush, uh, you know, there's long lines of, like you said, legacy Republicans speak out against it. It does count for more. Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah, it, it has to. It does. So but I also think cutting her off at her knees the way they did says, screw you old Republican party. It also shows their fear. Yes. I mean, so just Again, they're afraid of us. They should be. <laughs> they should be afraid. I love our <laughs> it is. I mean, they're scared. They're hanging on to the messages of something that worked really, really, really well for them. It did. And so, and that's, and you know, we keep seeing it. And so, but you know, you've lost, I mean, look at John McCain's wife publicly supported Joe Biden. Yeah. I I mean, if that is not just talk about another legacy. Yeah. Megan McCain, again, another. Oh, she wouldn't say who she was voting for. She wouldn't, but, you know, does actively kind of fight back against Trump stuff. I'm not a big fan of hers, Um, but it's like there's got to be something too when these, like you said, long time. Well, it's been interesting to hear because of course she like is like, we need to stop talking about January 6th and all of this stuff. We need to talk about the gas shortage. 
Um, so that's interesting. But I think also like she has stood so firm for the Republican Party mm-hmm. and now sees it basically rejecting someone just like her, right? So what, I mean, I guess my question is for regular Republicans, like, what are you going to do now? You know, because they are out there. <laughs> I think it depends on when you say regular Republican, if they are a Republican and they're truly care, they truly care about their constituents and what oh, the yeah. Republican someone Party's who I would consider an actual, someone who cares about the things that the Republican Party actually used to stand for before Trump. Yeah. It's going to take, it's going to take a pretty big movement and pretty big person, I think, to flip it back. I think so too. But I think the GOP is possible. (laughs) Yeah. I I think the GOP is, is done. We, it's funny. My one boss said this back when Trump hadn't even gotten the nomination. He said, GOP is done. And so, I mean, he said the GOP was done, you know, like six, seven years ago. And I do think there is, I, I just, I do think it's done in a very specific, I mean, I just, you know, well, obviously it's a serpent into the garden. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it's not, it's net, you know, it is done in all manner of speaking. Now that Mr. serpent has had lots of babies. Yes. It's real rough. They need love- to keep the <laughs> I think it's funny. I'd like to note everybody, Rin absolutely hates snakes. Yes. So that was not done by (laughs) All right. Well, stop being assholes to women, people. On that that weird biblical note. (laughs) um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, biblicals. This is is quite the biblical podcast. So, I mean. (laughs) Yes. If only Mitchie were here to lead us through Bible study. God, you know, we need a man to do that, don't we? Yeah, we do. We can't do it. To guide um, us. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at that of the effort pod. You can find us at that of the effort.com. You should subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, you should force everyone in your life to subscribe. Um, and, you know, bring out that woman speaking truth voice when you do it. I and like it. <laughs> and um, always remember. Feminism isn't a bad word. But jump like it is. <laughs> <laughs>